Welcome back to our website. In the other sermon that I posted for today, May the 30th, I had one primary point. One of the toxic snares we can fall into here on earth is being tempted and driven to please people with such intensity and compulsion, pleasing God becomes unimportant. I spoke of the sharp edges of being a people pleaser, putting your relationship with God in a secondary place. And of course, that means you put people above God, which is a form of idolatry. And I concluded with the statement written by Paul in Ephesians 5.10, discerning what is pleasing to the Lord. Open your Bible, read and find out what is pleasing to the Lord, and make pleasing Him your fixed purpose in life, at the highest place, higher than any other consideration. I cited in the other sermon I posted for today, 1 Thessalonians 4 in verse 1, Finally then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God just as you were doing, that you do so more and more. Every day, more and more, I want to walk to please God and not let pleasing people interfere with that. So that's what I dealt with. Now, in this sermon, I'll speak of these things further, taking us first to Galatians chapter 1. Galatians chapter 1, the first 10 verses. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Paul, an apostle, not from men nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead, and all the brothers who are with me to the churches of Galatia, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. So let's keep our Bibles open here for a few moments and talk about this, and then we'll move to another passage in the second half of our time. Galatians chapter 1, verses 1 through 10. First, two things are immediately clear. One, Paul was concerned. Perhaps concerned is not a strong enough word. The English Standard Version says astonished. In the King James, I marvel. In the Christian Standard Bible, I am amazed. 
He is writing to the churches of Galatia, and he was aware of trouble in the form of distortions of the gospel. Men were presenting a message they called the gospel, and while their message may have been similar to what the apostles gave, it wasn't the same. In verse 7, Paul says it was another gospel. In verse 9, a gospel contrary to the one you received. Let's just pause there. We cannot take the real gospel written in the New Testament delivered by the apostles and play around with it as if we owned it, change it, spin it towards some human agenda, and then represent it as authentic. While men do that, they are false teachers, and we should have no desire at all to pervert the gospel or endorse or embrace such a message that's been twisted by man. Paul was upset, and well, we should be upset when we observe men putting their hands on or in the gospel in an effort to adapt it, change it, compromise it, make it sound better to their group. So the Apostle Paul is responding to that in his letter to the churches of Galatia. Understanding that context, I want us now to focus on verse 10, where he said, For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God, or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. See, this gets back to what I was talking about in the other sermon posted for today. Paul in his preaching was not seeking the approval of man. He was seeking the approval of God who gave the message he delivered. If Paul had been trying to please man, he would have delivered a message based on that motive, to please his audiences, to curry favor, to be praised by men. He just didn't do that. His purpose was to please God, and in the message he delivered, therefore, he delivered only what the Holy Spirit gave him to deliver. Isn't that clear? Paul said, I am not seeking the approval of man. I am a servant of Christ. Still in Galatians chapter 1, let me add the next few verses, continuing at verse 11, Galatians 1, 11 and 12. For I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. When the apostles received the gospel, they were obligated to transmit, write, or preach just exactly what they received. Even if people didn't respond to it or opposed it, Paul, in his preaching and writing, was not seeking human approval. All right, the second part of our study. Let me take you to another passage, a different context, also written by the Apostle Paul, Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15. Under consideration in this part of Romans, the regard we ought to have for each other. From Romans 14 into Romans 15, the forbearance we should exhibit toward people in matters 
where there is no sin. We sometimes call these matters of opinion, not matters of faith. In this passage, we're not talking about false teaching, as in Galatians 1. Different context. This is about how we treat each other in matters where there is no sin, no false teaching, but we may be different in terms of opinion or preferences. I want to read now Romans 15, 1 through 7. We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another, in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. So context now, even when we believe we have a higher mature view of matters and we consider ourselves stronger than others in our treatment of people, the object should not be to please ourselves. Verse 2, let each of you please his neighbor for his good. Now, sometimes when people read and study the Bible, there are two passages that at first may seem to be in conflict, a contradiction. But upon further consideration, there's no conflict at all. So, in Galatians 1.10, Paul said he wasn't trying to please man. Here in Romans 15, he says, let each of us please his neighbor. How do we explain that? The contexts are different. In Galatians 1.10, Paul's preaching, his message was from God. He didn't change the message to please men. He was a servant of Christ, therefore obligated to deliver only what he was given to deliver. No catering to men in terms of his delivery of that divine message. That's the context of Romans 1.10. In Romans 15.2, in our treatment of people where no compromise is involved, we seek to please, to be kind and patient and accommodative. Paul said in another passage that he sought to please everybody insofar as possible. Romans 12, 18, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Christians placed great emphasis on peace and harmony with people, not compromise, no changing the gospel to please an audience or group, as in Galatians 1, but insofar as possible, without compromise, we want to please people with kindness and mercy and compassion. We want to serve people and be helpful. We who are strong 
should bear with the infirmities of the weak. This is not like Galatians 1, where Paul will not seek to please men in preaching a different gospel. This is about attitude and treatment of people where no compromise is involved. Then, in 1 Corinthians 10.33, there's a statement that addresses our subject matter. Paul said, just as I try to please everyone in everything I do, not seeking my own advantage, but that of many, that they may be saved. Again, this isn't like the Galatians 1 context, where Paul refuses to change his message. This is about how he treated people, being a good neighbor and encouraging brother in Christ, not being insulting or ugly in his demeanor. Notice the aim that they may be saved. So, as per Romans 15.2, Romans 12.18, and 1 Corinthians 10.33, we are to be people who please people. In the way we treat people and speak to people and relate to people, if possible, In Proverbs, for instance, we are to maintain speech that is pleasant. The wise in heart are called discerning, and pleasant words promote instruction, Proverbs 16.21. Similar, Proverbs 16.24, pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Later in Proverbs 25.11, a word aptly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. Paul was a people pleaser so long as pleasing people didn't interrupt pleasing God. Can I say that again? I want you to get this. This is the essence of what we're studying. Paul was a people pleaser so long as pleasing people didn't interrupt pleasing God. That's what I want us to see. We are to be people who are kind, accommodative, where no compromise is involved, patient with people, not insulting, offensive, or hostile. However, in preaching the gospel, our purpose is not to accommodate or adapt the message to what pleases men. So from our study of these passages, I have three lessons for us to concentrate on. Number one, one of the toxic snares we can fall into here on earth is being tempted and driven to please people with such compulsion, pleasing God becomes unimportant. Faithful Christians are people who do not seek out conflict. We do not want to stir up a fight. We do not enjoy conflict. We are lovers of peace, as stated by Paul in Romans 12, 18. However, When we tell people what the Bible says about Christ and his church, when we speak what the Bible says about marriage, divorce, baptism, gender issues, abortion, alcohol, adultery, any of these hot-button issues, our purpose is not to please men, to say what people want to hear or leave truth out. The temptation can be powerful. I'm reminding us today One of the toxic snares we can fall into here on earth is being tempted and driven to please people with such compulsion, pleasing God becomes unimportant. Number two, while we must never compromise in presenting Bible truth, 
in our general demeanor and relationship with people, we want to be encouraging and pleasant and helpful and kind-hearted while devoted to the truth. We want to be people who fulfill what is taught in Scripture. For instance, in Romans 15, 2, let each of us please his neighbor for his good. And in 1 Corinthians 10, 33, just as I try to please everyone in everything I do, not seeking my own advantage, but that of many, that they may be saved. In 1 Peter 3, 15, when people ask about the hope in us, we are to give an answer with meekness and gentleness. In the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew 7, 12, that golden rule, treat others as you want to be treated. So, we apply all these, these passages about our approach, our demeanor, our tone, yet without holding back God's truth. Jesus is our example. He never held truth back, never bought into the religion of the scribes and Pharisees, showed consummate courage in his proclamation of truth, even against fierce opposition, yet while clear and bold, he never insulted his audience, never was unkind. The same with Paul. Even when he was on trial, being insulted, he spoke the truth, but never with a demeanor that would turn people away. Because here's what Paul wrote. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. The challenge I'm directing to us in this sermon is when it comes to your personal relationship with God and delivering his word, never, ever compromise. Always have as your fixed purpose, pleasing God. Please people as far as you can, but without any intrusion or interruption of your obligations to God. Well, thank you for being with us in listening to this recording. Uh, we're on Facebook 10.30 and 5 every Sunday. Just find the Laurel Heights Church of Christ Facebook page, and those videos are live. And please share all of this with your friends and neighbors, and we invite you to contact us. Thank you for being with us.